You're listening to the Evolution Exchange Podcast Nordics, a melting pot of ideas and inspiration shared by some of the most successful technical leaders in the Nordic region. I'm Sam Williamson. I help connect businesses with their tech talent. Today, I'm your host. Hi, everyone. This is Chris Bennett here, the Nordics Managing Director here at Evolution. We're committed to doing recruitment in a different way that adds value to both our clients and candidates by providing you with amazing speakers and leading edge discussions on what's going on in the tech scene at the moment. There are three reasons why you should contact me. If you would like to speak on a future podcast, if you are interested in hiring awesome tech data, product or gaming freelancers for your business, or if you are looking for an exciting new organization to work with, please get in touch. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope to hear from you soon. Please enjoy the rest of the podcast. Welcome to another installment of the Evolution Exchange podcast. Today is a super special one. We're here live at Shape's office in Copenhagen in the brand new office, um, invited by Soren. Uh, thank you very much for having us here today. I think a great place to start would be some introductions, right? Uh, let's go along the couch. Tell us who you are. What's your role at company? Welcome to the, the new office. We're really proud of this uh, new setting, so it's nice that you're, uh, you're here. My name is uh, Sian. I'm a director of operations in Shape. Um, so basically, I'm running uh, software development, quality insurance, processes, projects, and every basically everything tech-related is uh, sort of my area within Shape. Um, I do some uh, talent acquisition as well, and involved with. So that's what I do at Shape. Uh, <clears throat> I've been here for uh, 10 years. Uh, I joined as a iOS developer way back. Uh, it's, been, uh, it's been a while since I last did any coding, but uh, that's sort of uh, that's my background. I've, I have a degree from uh, DGU. Um, and so I've been involved with app development basically uh, as, as far back as I can remember. Like my entire and entire adult life has been evolving around app development in in one capacity or another mm-hmm. and um, yeah and that's what that's really what that's what brought me to shape was sort of a passion for iOS development I thought that was uh, just the coolest thing ever I would I would spend a uh, day and night uh, just coding coding away on different ideas and and so that was really my passion and what motivated me for just following this direction in life and uh, mm-hmm. that brought me to shape and yeah uh, I, st- I stuck around and yeah 10 years later okay yeah. so, thank you fantastic well and next up Ulrich yes yeah, last minute substitution unfortunately yeah. <laughs> Caroline couldn't be here today um, but thanks for jumping in and tell us a bit more about yourself and your role of course Doris uh, my name is Ulrich um, I work as a principal designer in shape um running a ton of super cool projects for different clients on the user experience side, everything UI you interact with, but also making sure that the clients are, you know, say, interested in actually making something cool and not just what they want, something that is also good for their customers and users. Um, So I'm super glad to be able to do that because now it's a mix of running uh, larger projects, but also in the principal role sort of being involved in say growing the our own design team um, making sure they're up to date with you know trends and what is out there 
new cool tools we can make use of. Mm -hmm. um, basically, having the finger on the pulse, you can say in Danish, I think. <laughs> but um, having a good time, because I think that's also part of my own journey being a designer. Started out many years ago, also doing custom app icons for indie uh, developers when I was in high school. Um, that's where I knew Shape from, because some of the partners were also developers, right? And I knew them from some Mac forums on the internet where we talked, and I was 15, you know. <laughs> so it was uh, super cool to come back to Shape, actually, because I knew it existed, but I was living in Aalborg, up north in Denmark. Mm -hmm. But uh, I've been doing my studies in interaction design, finishing uni, uh, doing other stuff, and then coming back to app design um, and just having a fun time because it's so much has changed over the years, right? But it's um, as a designer, really have a you know grateful to be able to push things uh, in a certain way. Mm -hmm. That's really what we can do here at Shape as well, where it's you know doing things that are not just bare bones, but actually pushing the quality of what we're doing. Um, that's really nice to be able to do that. Um, so yeah, having a good time in, in shape and also just around nice people, right? Where we can, we're all interested in you know, doing something cool. Um, and that's really what makes you enjoy being here uh, for a longer period of time and not just half a year and then you're out. Uh -huh. <laughs> So that's really cool, I think. Um, I've been here three years, almost three years now. Started out as a designer, mm -hmm. growing in the ranks a little bit. Um, bigger projects, more responsibility, but just um, yeah, doing what I like, actually, both for work and for um, my personal time as well. Yeah, But I also like designer, right? So it's, <laughs> it's a perfect combination, and it's a nice way to do sort of both. And I, I have my own side projects, doing a bit of coding as well, but it's really bad code so but it looks good so that's uh, that's pretty nice um it's nice to be able to make things for real and when you're at work it's making things become a reality by collaborating with people who are actually good at coding and have a nice sense of strategy on the commercial side um, yeah i think that's briefly me fantastic it's a great journey and last but not least christopher tell us a bit more yeah, my name is uh, Christopher. I'm the head of QA. Uh, so I oversee everything uh, quality and testing related processes, stuff like that. Um, I started out as a, a QA engineer and then I slowly grew into like a, a team lead for a smaller QA team. And now, now I'm in the position that I'm in now and I've been working with QA my whole life. Um, and uh, I've been in shape for four and a half years. And uh, yeah, it's just, I think working in QA is just fun because you get to be part of all the processes. I don't think people necessarily think about this, but you, you're there from the beginning, you are there in the end, and then even after you are responsible of learning and trying out all the products that we build, and it's super fun. And um, I think that's also why I really like being in shape is that you're not just building apps for other people. So I see all of the apps as my own. <laughs> uh, and it's not like, ah, they have a problem. It's, it's a... Uh, we do everything we can to make it good uh, because we take pride in that. Mm -hmm. I think that's what's really special about being here. Yeah, I mean, that's our big focus today is is on shape. And so I think a good place to start with you is telling us and for the listeners what you do here. <coughs> yeah. Um, how to describe that? I think uh, in a nutshell, I think uh, shape is a company that makes the 
the greatest native applications for iOS and Android in the world. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's at least the goal that we set for ourselves, yeah. and I think that's what we're trying to get to define ourselves as a company is that we're specialized in designing and developing applications for sort of the Apple and the Google uh, ecosystems and uh, what's been the sort of the guiding principle for us since the beginning has been to make the best possible products, both from a design point of view, from a quality point of view, from a code point of view. So all of these aspects that tie into making a really high quality product, that's what we're all about. And I think that's, uh, it's never really changed in all the time that I've been at Shape. And I think that's really what it started with. And I think that's what continues to bring uh, value to the clients that we work with. Ultimately, we're a business whose, uh, we, we exist or like the, so we're a business, we have to make money. And I think our clients are with us because they, they also feel that getting that level of quality and that level of care and passion from a team of people who just are really just nerds and focused and passionate about what they do, I think that shows in the products that we make. And I think then we've been able as a company to demonstrate that that also brings business value to companies. Um, and then I think, and then what the beautiful thing about that is that what we're really about or what I focus on in like building the teams that we have here at Shape is that we just want to find the best possible people. I typically say that we're just focused on high quality people and high quality products mm-hmm. and that's it. And if we do that, then that turns into a business. Yeah. And so we're just focused on finding people from all over the world who are passionate about their craftsmanship mm-hmm. and who care about what they do and who are really nice people. I have nice people sitting with me here in the couch. I'm surrounded by nice people all day, every day. And I think that's a fantastic and unique thing about a company that we really care about finding cool and nice people to work here, but then also trying to take care of having an environment where people like that will flourish. And I think that takes more than, so we focus a lot on like social activities and different, a lot of different things but it's also about providing uh, room for flourishing as a professional. So we enable really good people to do really good work. Mm -hmm. And it sounds really simple, but I don't think that all companies do that. So we always try to focus much more on the quality of a product rather than just like shipping it and getting it out the door and getting on to the next Mm -hmm. project. And yeah, I think that's been a that's been a guiding principle always, and I think that uh, that defines us a lot. And for me, that's the magic about Shape, and that's what's kept me here. It's just like working with cool people who care about doing a good job really. and making great products. And you can get to work with basically any industry uh, in the world. If you're working at a product company, you're stuck with that one purpose, that one thing you're working on. You're working on a a wine making app. For, for years and years but if when you work in a shape you're exposed to just a wide variety of um, different industries different types of products and we typically function as sort of like an in-house product team for the clients that we're working with if we're working with a farming company then we're then we build a small product team around that who build up knowledge around farming and 
um, smarter ways of working and all of these things. And that's just that's one example. But I think that's another really great and cool thing about Shape, I think, is that that's the way that we work and you can get to have an impact on not just one corner of the world, but across many different industries. You get to be exposed to different types of companies and products. And, oh, I, I could go on and on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but so uh, <laughs> basically, Shape uh, develops uh, native apps for iOS and Android. <laughs> the short answer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Chris, I'm going to come to you next. So I've done a good sell there on why people should join Shape. Mm -hmm. Why did you? So I have a pretty boring entry story to Shape. Uh, I knew Shape, uh, knew about Shape before I joined. Uh, I was actually working in a company that that had a. Um, that had a Shape app made by Shape, and then I left that company. And I have a, a good friend who works here. Uh, an ex-colleague as well and he was like ah, we're actually looking for someone to join the QA team and I was like yeah I can give it a shout out I was unemployed at the moment and I came by and I remember the first day it was just so special I came from a corporate environment and I came into this small office that we had and or I still have and was met by met by people that were having fun like playing PlayStation and stuff like that and I was asked for some do you want some board and everybody was super welcoming and so even though I didn't know about Shape I was just from the minute I stepped in that door, I was just so happy. So boring story, but good uh, <laughs> result, I think. Yeah, fantastic. And Laura, you kind of talked about your journey starting off 15 and having that interaction. Why did it bring you full circle back to shit? I think I was, um, I was saying, after university, I continued on with some, some previous work, um, also in a more corporate setting. Uh, and I was very much looking out in the world, like California, uh, Apple, Google, thinking I could make it there, right? Yeah. But it was, um, I figured out it was a bit more tough uh, <laughs> to actually do that. So I, I thought, okay, maybe about, what about just Copenhagen, where I actually lived? Oh, I fuck, I remember shape now. And then, you know, I actually had forgotten a little bit about it, to be honest. And then I looked it up again and, okay, it was um, something else than what I knew from back then. Um, I was just looking to work on some, you know, I think personally more interesting projects than what I did earlier. Um, and it just looked like it was a nice company, right? And when going here to interview, it was, um, I think it was really important for me that we actually built the stuff ourselves mm -hmm. and we have all the developers in-house so you can go talk to them. We actually ensure a nice user experience across the different people working on it and not just shipping a design and then you never see it again, right? Yeah, until half a half a year later where it changed or something else, right? Um, so I think for me it was um, it's just being able to build something real mm -hmm. in, a, in a setting that I, I knew somewhat, but a lot of things had still changed in between, right? Um, but also just coming here, meeting Christopher, actually. Uh, you were the first one I talked to yeah. where I forgot who I had to talk to <laughs> because I was so busy finding the face, right? <laughs> Um, yeah, but then you helped me out, actually. Yeah. And that was super nice. And I did the interview and said goodbye. And it was a really nice place. Um, also being beaten in Rocket League 10-0. <laughs> <laughs> One of the first times. So that's a yeah, good start, at mm. least. But um, ended up in a nice place where I really see a, a good future here. Um, yeah, even though you don't think that to begin with, right? where it's, oh yeah, let's see how it works out. But... It's actually quite solid, um, even after a couple of years now. Love that. Look, all of you have touched on the culture that you've got here at Shape. How would you say that culture allows you to influence the work you do with the clients? 
think so. See fast this one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, I think that's that's uh, probably one of our competitive advantages in the market. I think that uh, we want our culture to shine through everything that we do. So we have this "Do Right" slogan, and we try to define that as. But we don't try to define that. I think it's like something that ties into everything that we do when um, when we are designing something or coding something it ties into that like i think isn't that a steve jobs quote or like doing doing the right thing even though no one's looking <laughs> something like yeah. that i think maybe that's where that is. i thought it was a shape slogan actually but um but that ties into the way that we build our products, but it also ties into the way that we interact with the outside world. And that goes into what Christopher mentioned as well. If some a stranger shows up at the office doing right is like taking care of them, hey, are you looking for someone? Can I offer you a cup of coffee? Yeah. And so, but it also ties into the way that we interact with our clients. Um, doing right by our clients mean like caring about the product that they end up receiving in the end. Uh, respecting that they're also a business that has limited funds to invest into the things that yes. we're building for them. So really making sure that we provide all the knowledge and experience that we have to them to make sure that they make the right decisions and help navigate in this space that to us is second nature, but for them it's uh, what can be uh, scary or challenging to start developing software. And, and <clears throat> yeah, so we try to do right by our, by our clients like that. And also, like I talked about before, that we just have, we basically just have nerds and really passionate specialists working on the products that we're doing. And we also don't have a lot of project management. We don't have anyone at Shape who's specifically a project manager. And that's really because we're a, a product over process company. Mm -hmm. So we just focus on making really good products and we're not we're not really good at uh, corporate politics. And sometimes we, that's where we struggle sometimes when we're working with big companies and they're like, where's your team of project managers and where's your report on this and that? And, and we try to do away with all of that, all of those things that can, that just, detract value from the, the product. And for yeah. us, it's really about just delivering good products. And we believe that that is the key to delivering value to our clients as well. And so I think that's our culture. That's our culture, just, just focus on making good things and being nice people, good people. When you actually, I think if you're a client in shape, I think you'll find that we're just we're nice to be around and we are honest and we are... Mm. Uh, at least that's what we, we try to emphasize that kind of culture and we don't try to uh, play politics or uh, squeeze out every single thing from a client we try to do what's right for them and we try to be honest in our approach and honest on what we build yeah. Yeah. maybe you guys see something I think it's also that it's kind of like a no compromise kind of thing for me that you know even though you have some code you need to reach and you have a deadline, you have budgets and all that, these things. But the culture is that everybody just aims for the stars. Maybe it's a little bit cliche, cliche but you still land on the moon, right? Yeah. And we just get 
um, we just get good products out every time because no matter what it takes, that needs to be like the the end goal is the good products, yeah. and that overshines everything else. And it's kind of like nurtured into everyone, everybody. And it, maybe if you don't get it from the start, then you will learn it along the way. And learning it is a safe place as well because ah, we all make mistakes, right? And then you will figure out, okay, maybe where I came from before, it wasn't super important that the alignment of this pixel was correct or that the business logic needed to be all all right. But here you will learn that taking ownership and like reaching that yeah, high level of quality is just more important than everything else. And then it doesn't matter how you get there and you can stumble along the way. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, so I think no compromise. No, no, because it's a... I think it also sounds like it's a balance, right? In some way that we really try to help the clients, you know, outside of budget or whatever it is we can do to make the product better. But it's also in a in a pace that fit fit ourselves, meaning that there's not a lot of overtime and it's not like late nights or anything like that. It's really well paced within, you know, the work time basically. And I think that's for me very important that I, you know, in order to make a product very very nice i don't necessarily need to or i don't sit at night doing work because i have the time to do it here because it's into the budget or like whatever whatever that has been done to make sure that we have that you know buffer for for quality uh, for exceeding the the requirements basically um, i think for me that's really important that we're able to do that then sometimes you can you know do something extra for the client helping them out in some way, right? But it's, as a designer, it's really nice to be able to have the time at least to, you know, work on some weird animation that not a lot of people see or notice because something else is way more important. But getting those small details right is is super important. And that's really, you can feel that it's valued here. Um, And that's just amazing because there's not a lot of places that happens. Um, Yeah. I love that. I, I remember being preparation for this. We all spoke, and I think might have been Christopher. They said that you compromise on everything but quality. Uh, I think that echoes what you guys are saying here. And the next one point I wanted to go on to was each of you have come in to shape, and you now have greater responsibility than than you did when you started. How does shape's culture allow for growth and development? Sorry, but yeah, I think. But I think uh, that's what it's all about. It's when so the way I see it is that the way to succeed in building a team or building like nurturing a person is to say, okay, here's a company, we're building apps. Uh, here, here you are as a person. What what gets you going in the morning, and how can we combine those two? And the, I don't think there's a single formula for that. And I think that's why the three of us sitting here and a lot of people in shape have very unique growth paths. And so we don't have, you You can't really look up what's the career ladder at shape? What's the way to progress? What are the boxes you need to check? We don't, we don't have that. And that, uh, that has some challenges. It's difficult for some people who are, Know, driven, driven, and would like to advance in their career, and they're a little like, what, what is? It? Tell me exactly what I need to do, and I like to flip that around and say, what would you like to do? And because I think that's the way to succeed, 
as a company and as a person in life in general, I think if you can figure out what is it that you want to do and how can we enable you to do that uh, in a way that provides value to the company and to you, then I think everyone gains from that. And I think that's what gives you that extra level when you're competing with other companies. I think when you're not just putting people into boxes and say, do this and do this and do this, but when everyone's really living up to their full potential, that's when you can raise or rise above the crowd, so to say. And so that, I think, so that's the strategy, like everyone talking to the team, I know Gustavo talks a lot to his team about their different goals and aspirations and what can, Gustavo as a manager, what can he do to enable them to grow with that versus if you want to say something. Yeah, maybe not about that, but in terms of the question that, that for me, it's just that it's a safe place. Like you, as Ryan says, it's very flexible. What you, what do you want to achieve and how do you want to achieve it? It's very open, right? But also the way that you get there is no, you can't land in a bad way, right? As long as you follow the do right mantra to get back to that. But if you just do it with the right intentions, then nobody's gonna yell at you or anything like that, right? It's not management by fear here. It's just, we are all very good to each other. We is super natural to have lunch in the office. You can eat with anyone. You can you can uh, go to a party and have a chat with anyone. Just, just very, very nice. And the same kind of like seeps into into the work environment that you are, maybe you're taking a decision where you're not, you didn't get it approved or something like that, but you, you did it with the right intentions. And then if it was wrong and you talk about it, it's not like, why why would you do that? Because everybody knows that you are like, yeah, you, are, you, you followed the, the right path and it was not correct. So now we need to maybe correct the mistake. And then you grew as a person. And um, yeah, for me, it's uh, maybe it's the insecurity of, you know, growing into a role that was different from the one you came in to at first. Um, but the, if the journey there is just so pleasant that you didn't feel that, Oh, now I have all these responsibilities and along the way I had to go through all these things that I thought was uncomfortable. If you could do it with people where you are relaxed and where failures are not measured and, you know, uh, failures are also not uh, magnified, you're not put to shame. <laughs> I think that's just, uh, um, I think it's, I think it's pretty unique. Maybe it's unique, maybe it's also just a modern take of running a business, right? But I think it's, it's what I really like that yeah, getting somewhere and doing it in a comfortable way. It's just how it is for me in this. I think Ulla is a great example of this as well. Right? You just were promoted into a new role. Yes. So that role did not exist. So that's really like looking at you and saying, uh, okay, Ulla is uh, uniquely talented at this thing that if we create room for that within the company, then that probably brings uh, amplified value to the company, but I'm sure you're also enjoying like that added responsibility and yeah, definitely because it's it's you know it was quite natural for me to be doing you no know, something more than just running the clients, right? All of the inspiration stuff, talking to people, learning new things, trying out new weird tools that might not make sense, but it was at least fun to try out. And I think that's that's at least the I say in the upper uh, limits of you know you just running a lot of projects and then what can you do more from there is it just more responsibility or more projects or is it broadening that i think that's very different from designer to designer and i think for me it was just 
came natural. So it's been it's stuff I've been doing for a while now, but then now it's just more official. And then, of course, with some you know, actual responsibilities tied towards that. Um, but I think it was super interesting in the beginning, at least. There was things like illustrations, for example. I wasn't really good at it. I, was, I wasn't very comfortable. One of the first tasks, okay, here's some illustrations you need to do for a client. <laughs> Fuck, okay. <laughs> but in a, you know, that was my team lead that then was able to manage that I had two months or whatever to do those illustrations. Right? So I had the time, got a lot of feedback, and in the end it, was, it ended up quite nice and actually got implemented in a real app, you know, quite early in my career here at Shape. And that was, you know, that's exactly what you need, right? That you have the, the time and the pacing to do tough things. But then it's also on the manager, on the team lead side to make sure that it, it, it that I don't get stressed because he has promised some client something, right? And that's, yeah. so it's different layers of responsibilities that all takes care of what they're doing. And for me, it was, you know, I just started. So of course I was happy to go into a new task, right? Um, and that's some of the stuff that I'm leaning more towards now that when new designers are coming in, I'm also doing some mentorship for that. Yeah. And because I had such nice experience from earlier, of course, that's also one of something that I want, want to try out, right? Um, so that's it's different steps in your career, basically, that I felt that, you know, people are, are growing and, and good at making each other grow. Um, yeah. Yes. Fantastic. We've covered responsibility, we've covered culture. I know outside of work, there's a lot of, I think it mentioned Shape Weekend, but also social clubs. I'd love to come and hear some of your experiences with that and what they offer outside of just the, the normal working mm -hmm. days. I think we'll flip it around this time and start with Christopher. Yeah, sure. But um, yeah, so that's one of the good things about Shape is that everything you do that is actually not just work related, but also kind of fun and <laughs> kind of feel like free time yeah. is actually, you know, uh, it's backed up by the company and it's just, not just empty words. Uh, is we have a lot of freedom to <clears throat> create, for example, social clubs or fun nights where we're doing stuff and hanging out together. Um, where the the company is, is begging that by uh, supporting with paying for going to some event or something like that. Uh, we have uh, different sport clubs, um, climbing and badminton and volleyball and stuff like that, uh, where you can go out and you know get interaction outside work and then <clears throat> create like better bonds uh, with your co-workers uh, and then we have uh, I think that well, like you said that the, the role ca the role kind of happened around you right and the same thing happens with clubs it's not somebody we don't have a meeting where it's like oh we need to figure out something fun to do it's just someone who's like it would be really fun if we play Counter-Strike or it would be really fun, fun if we had a hack night or something like that mm -hmm. and then somebody's taking charge uh, and of course, you have some people that will do that, but you can also see that the culture promotes other people to take that responsibility. Mm -hmm. And then it, and you did that. That we had a we had hack nights, and then you thought it was a long time since we had one, and we would just get together and hack on something and eat a burger, right? But it's it's good fun. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's just uh, it's just really nice that you can <clears throat> sort of. I think this would be fun. Who would be able to join me in this? Yes. No matter what it is, it's, mm -hmm. if it's board games or something like that. And then maybe you'll have one, maybe you'll have 20. And then everybody thinks that it's a super great idea. Yeah. And yes, I think, yeah, so you're not really limited um, that way. Yeah. 
the barrier of entry doing those types of things are quite low. Yeah. So it's easy for me to pay for a lot of burgers and then just outlay or, you know, the company pays for it, but I put money up front, right? That's easy way to do it. And that's a thing for it, a category I can set. So I get my money back. Like, you don't need to wor- worry about it. And I think that's quite nice. And also, I played badminton every Tuesday was, you know, a lot of my coworkers. So it's yeah. weird sitting at, you know, maybe some intense meeting or like there's some super important stuff. And then the guy beats me in badminton uh, an hour later, right? That's, <laughs> that can be, that's super good for the relationship, right? Because you get a different perspective. And also that, that is my, it's not a, a, all the time that you get to work with everybody. So there's people I haven't worked on a project with, but we're doing social stuff together. So we have that bond instead of the work bond. And then that might even help when you then get to work on a project together that you have an established relationship to begin with. Mm. And not just, you know, that it's only work related. Um, so that, yeah, that's a super nice help, I think. And I also got to try out new stuff, like going to go-kart and finding out I was scared, really scared of it. <laughs> <laughs> so that was nice. So I took some videos after, you know, driving into the site, but it was, you know, it was fun to try out and finding out, okay, that was maybe not for me. Mm-hmm. But then the other guys had fun and there was, you know, it was not a problem or anything like that. It was just, okay, I felt it was a bit scary or whatever. That's fine. You know, maybe we should do a newbie round or something where it's a bit more safe to do that. Yeah. Things like that. So it's really supportive um, in those uh, events. That's really nice. Yeah, I think also, sorry, that that, mm-hmm. it, uh, that it creates that thing. When you then get back to the office, you have something that you shared outside the office, right? Mm-hmm. And it means that then, let's say you have a bad day for some reason, it could be something at home or maybe you punctured on the way to work or something like that. And then your co-workers will lift you up and if, it just feels really nice. Yeah. You're not just going to your desk. You have common breakfast in the morning and people will ask you how your vacation was and if you've been out sick, for example, people will notice you are away. And so there's just all these little details that make it feel really nice to get into work. Um, and maybe... So maybe going to an event or having an event is not paying itself off in the first place, but it's all those things that, okay, ooh, I'd rather just stay home today because I'm just super sad. Actually, I just want to go to work because that's where all my friends are. Yeah. Uh, all many of my friends are at East Yeah. Right? So your thoughts, you've been here 10 years now, <laughs> seen it all, I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen who like uh, race a coke. It was one time. <laughs> yeah, and I think these guys uh, see it pretty well. It's uh, even though a lot of people who work at Shape are probably quite introvert, and if you ask them if they like to hang out with people, they would say no. And I think it's nice that we're able to do these social activities and also have a range of different social activities so where you can you can also cater to the people who are not into beers and football. And that's another thing. Nobody nobody cares about football. That's super weird to me. Yeah. I, that was my go-to topic of conversation. I, five years, eight years ago, maybe when I was interviewing people, I said, ah, what team are you rooting for? And there's other than then you could have a conversation about that Mm -hmm. and nowadays when you ask people they're just like one big question mark that nobody nobody cares about football that's why we had wine and chess that's like the opposite (laughs) exactly (laughs) super popular (laughs) 
But anyway, so I was thinking, so the point was that even though introverts that would say that they don't like socializing, they actually do like socializing and it does provide some sort of human value to them that I think uh, it's it's necessary to push a little bit or at least create a lot of opportunities to engage with that, to unlock something positive within people who work here. Mm. And I'm, I believe a lot in like an office culture. We're not a lot of, we have a lot of flexibility for working remote for shorter or longer periods of time. But I think it's really valuable to get together in person and both when working together on things, but also outside of work, but just like having a beer or whatever. And, and so I think so. I think that's why we do it. That's why we have all these different clubs. Is that it just makes people happier, basically. Mm. You live a more fulfilled life. I think when, during COVID, you could see like everyone's getting depressed and anxiety, and like so. And so there was this f- crazy mix of a lot of uh, introvert people, myself included, that were like, ah, it's so nice to just, you can be at home, and you don't have to interact with anyone. <laughs> and uh, it's so, so, and then, but then slowly your inside just, it turns gray and it crumbles. And then, and I remember, I really remember that coming back to the office after COVID was like, I was thinking, well, it's been quite great being at home, but then, but then I realized that I walked into the office and it was like the color switched back into my life, and I don't know. I think I think most people, even when they say they don't care about seeing other people in real life, or I think they they do. It's like going to the gym. Nobody wants to go to the gym, but it's good for you. Yeah. It's also good for you to interact with other people in real life. And so caring for that as a company, I think is important. And I think it's important, like you spend so much time at work and you need, that needs to be a good experience. And it needs to be something that brings value to your life, even though you're doing it, you're not, you're, uh, what is it, you're not living to work, you're working to live or whatever it is, but <clears throat> you spend quite a lot of time working as well. So mm-hmm. might as well make that a fulfilling experience. And I think, Doing social activities and social clubs and stuff like that, I think is part of doing that. Fantastic. I think that's all the questions from me, but I do want to give you guys an opportunity to kind of run through if there's anything we've not covered today about why Shape really does stand out as a, as a company. Uh, we never up. talked about uh, customers. Uh, maybe Oleg's uh, favorite event as well, the Shape Weekends. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about yeah. that one. Yeah. Do you want to go or should I go? You can start. Okay, so I think. <laughs> When you work in an agency and basically when you work in a company, any company, then the the freedom of creativity is just can be at least uh, absent yeah. uh, because you have you have the company's goals that you need to focus on. And I think in general, it's actually applauded. Maybe it's the same with the clubs that your creativity is appreciated, no matter no, in, no matter in what shape it is. It could be during work. It could be as a outside work thing and stuff like that. And then we have the the main event, which is the Shape Weekend. Um, where we where we get together all of us for three days, two days, uh, and uh, Thursday to Saturday, and the two first days is a hackathon, and then it's uh, a free to do whatever you want on any project. It could be work related, it could be non work related. It also doesn't have to be uh, a hack a hack project. It could just be something 
a game you want to try or a new technique of something create, creative that you want to try out. Mm-hmm. Um, so really no limits. And then it's just you get away from the office to this remote location uh, with your colleagues. And in the beginning, you know, ah, it's a little weird. But then as I said, at the end, you, 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 get lit, you get less introvert and you relax and then you have uh, some food and you talk and you listen to music and like it's just the most amazing amazing thing I'm a, hack- a hackathon kind of guy right so yeah, it's just amazing to see all these people hanging out together uh, and then the, the the weekend is that we have the hackathon we have some uh, ceremony where we uh, announce the best projects and there's like a party around that and it ends with a party and then there's social activities on uh, on the last day and on the last day it just feels like you are back in school or you're in a festival or something like that because you've been together you woke up together you went to bed at the same time and you've been hanging out so all the barriers are just gone and you could be creative so even though that you feel like you're working in this shell where you cannot maybe do exactly what you want then at this point you can do exactly what you want so when you get back on monday first of all you have a ton of good experiences together that you can talk about and then you also got to you know i don't know if it's a danish phrase or not but you you got to run off the horns a bit okay uh that you ah you worked on this super cool project and maybe it's the next next best uh, the next big thing Okay, it wasn't, but now it's trying it out, right? And it is, it's, just, uh, yeah. it's just so fulfilling, right? Yeah, it's nice being able to spend time yeah, doing something creative, or at least, you know, I made some instruments illustrations, like super detailed, spent four hours on a congas. I mean, it's rare that I get to do that in a work setting unless we're doing something music-related where it requires that, right? But it, it was just... It was really nice. And then just having some guys next to me uh, hacking the shit out of everything, right? So it actually worked where we did some uh, AR stuff where you could play music uh, virtually. Like iToy, the old PlayStation thing where you uh, did some cool stuff. Yeah, it was just like a crazy, crazy nice side project. And then after after uh, you finish Shape Weekend, it depends a little bit on the enthusiasm about the project, whether it goes on or it doesn't. I think the, the project I was on, we, we, it was like a shape weekend thing. Yeah. But there's also other projects that have lived on mm-hmm. for longer, which are... PayPal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> PayPal, PayPal. <laughs> so maybe you can talk a bit about that, actually. Yeah, maybe that, that one was, has kind of failed now. Oh. But we do have a lot of projects that are actually then implemented in, a, in the work life of, of Shape, right? We have uh, our... Uh, in-house uh, app distribution app, for example, was built on a Shape Weekend, as I really? believe that was before my time. Fuck. And there's a lot of things that have been built during these Shape Weekends. So it's like a ton of useful stuff, like some useful stuff, a ton <laughs> of unuseful stuff, but even the unuseful stuff is good because it, it served a purpose for me who's always like, ah, I'm going to make it, I'm going to be like the Steve Jobs and Santa's going to quote me uh, <laughs> and all of these things. <coughs> and you have to give you have to give up on a lot of things to if you want to stop working and try it out. But here you get to try it out for free, <laughs> and it's just amazing. It was it was amazing for me to start because then uh, people worked back then. It's a it's a light indicator for knowing when the toilet is occupied or not. Mm. That's it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a light hanging above. Yeah, red or green, super good. 
but there was also a menu bar app for the computer so you you know if you are super lazy you can just look at your menu bar and then see what uh, bathrooms are occupied or not i mean it's just then it's something it's a trigger thing on the lock right that uh, triggers whether it's occupied or not mm-hmm. so it sounds simple right? stuff it's a, yeah, right. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's right. the best implementation that there ever have been. Yeah, but it just doesn't work all the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, no. has spent years on this system, 3D printing cases, spying new hardware. Yeah. I will. We will make it work. But uh, a good thing oh, takes time. Exactly. But I think it's a great place to to finish um, on about the shape weekends. This has been the Evolution Exchange podcast. Really super excited to have everyone listen to this one. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Soren. Um, not only for hosting us, but also for um, your fantastic insights into what sounds, and I know is a fantastic company. So yeah, thank you guys for listening. See you next time.